Hey everybody, we're back with Deep Discussions with Dylan and Dustin. Uh, we got our guest here today, Craig McFarlane. He is a host of the podcast, Passing Time with Craig. He is also an actor here in Calgary, and he does many other things behind the scene as well as charity work and what else? Fill us in, Craig. <laughs> I do a lot. I yeah. do a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I do some, I've done some writing and uh, I've tried some tried stand-up once before. I've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the podcast, how uh, how's that been going for you? Good, good. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, I got into it because there's so much going on in Calgary. There's so much talent. Uh, and I just really enjoyed talking to people. And I was like, hey, let me be my own boss <laughs> and control whatever the F I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all about having your own control and yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And you were just nominated for Best of Calgary. That's yes, pretty, Best of know. Calgary. It was pretty exciting to be nominated for that. Um, this is the first year they've had a Best of Calgary podcast category. Oh, really nice. Um, okay. So that's nice that we'll always be, like, one of the first ones nominated. Yeah. Final four. Um, so voting happened, but we don't find out until May what's happening. So, but still, you know, you get to just like everybody gets to be the Academy Award nominee in front of their title for the rest of their life. Like yeah. <laughs> Best of Calgary 2020 finalists yeah. <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. going on the it's tombstone in history now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, going back to like the acting thing, what made you get into acting? Like, how old were you when you started acting? And Ooh, um. I mean, I always was, like, such a ham. Uh, I was always that kid when when my little brother and I would play games growing up. I was very... I always thought about, like, the movies and TV shows. So I would, like, we were five and three or seven and five, and I would be like, okay, no, now say this next. Because like, I'm like, this will be better for the storyline <laughs> in this imaginary game that we're playing. So I was always kind of doing that... Uh, did some plays in school, was in drama, was a lot of fun. Um, I went to high school in Crossfield, small town, and uh, grade 6 to 12 is the high school. And there's was when I went, there was like 400 students. So they offered a lot of these classes once in the semester. So I had to, I couldn't do drama because I had to be in the math class that I was in. Yeah. So I didn't get to do drama in grade 11 and 12, but I got to do it 9 and 10, and that was a lot of fun. And then, I don't know, I just was always kind of thinking, it's like, in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, I'd like to be an actor, but, like, nobody can actually be an actor. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what interests you more, the film side or the theater side of it? I like... I know you do a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, so I like both aspects of it. There's something about being on stage and, uh, well, you know this as a performer, being on stage and seeing the response right yeah. then and there and actually witnessing it. Um, from real people, real reactions to a, something comedic or um, something sad, uh, to witness that it just really helps your performance and your presence on stage. It makes you feel good. And you know it's real people as opposed to, I mean, I haven't had any hate like this, but I get, think the best prime example is the, the stars of the female Ghostbusters reboot and like all the trolls online. Like there's people yeah. who are saying stupid shit just because, I don't know, because they can hide behind the screen. Um, but what you can do with film and, and television, uh, it, there's so much more than to create a whole world as opposed to just the stage, which is very simple, which can be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, yeah. So kind of 
Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely something about, I really enjoy a bit more about being on stage and that is that audience interaction. Um, except for I was, uh, in, at Halloween time, I was in, at Heritage Park's Halloween play, a toy story. And I played Sheriff Woody and started off, um, on stage and the, the scene starts off with me and Bo Peep in this box. And then we pop out of the box, make sure the coast is clear. And then uh, it's kind of dark, so I ask, you know, the lamp to turn on the lights. And it's, you know, more themed to families and kids. So my nieces and nephews were there, and they've never seen Uncle Boo, as I'm known, performing. And so when I got out and I was like, howdy, y'all, <laughs> I just hear my four-year-old nephew ever go, hi, Uncle Boo. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you don't, you don't understand what's happening here, but that's okay. But it made it all worth it. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> It's hard to keep going with that, but <laughs> it's nice to have most audience interactions. <laughs> nice. Do you uh, have any upcoming projects with acting and stuff? I've seen you uh, announced a theater. Yeah, yeah, Simply Theater. Um, it's uh, uh, California Suite. It's a four-act play, uh, all taking place in the same suite in the Beverly Hills Hotel, and it's just different relationships One's a little bit more serious than others, but uh, like one, I get to play a uh, husband who has to hide the passed out hooker in his bed from his wife, <laughs> who has shown up early, because um, this is a classic '70s uh, play by playwright uh, Neil Simon, who wrote tons of plays that were adapted into movies. Uh, this movie was a uh, is a great one and uh it stars uh Walter Matthau in the role that I'm playing Jane Fonda Alan Al uh, Alan Alda's in it uh uh Maggie Smith uh, Michael Caine Richard Pryor Bill Cosby but we don't talk about that anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's a, it's so much fun it's 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 a nice very different than playing Sheriff Woody but <laughs> yeah and when when is that uh, uh that is March something March 6th to the 14th. March 6th to the 14th. Yep. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so I'm super excited about that and uh, doing some more writing, just trying to create some more projects uh, like the one that I did at Christmas time there. Yeah, we recently did the Christmas Brothers project. We did, yes. Yeah. Filmed and directed, yes. Craig wrote and starred and... I played the emo brother, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. check that out as well. You did very well in it. I was uh, very thankful to have you in it with me. I yeah, thought no, you did was, a great it was job. Definitely fun. I yeah. learned the magic of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people liked it. People seemed to respond to it well, and it was just it's a lot of fun, and it's it's nice. Um, like I recently went to go see Jane Silent Bob reboot, and uh, it was torn around North America, and Kevin Smith was actually there and. You watch this movie and it's just as he kept talking about it. It's like really like as you know, just Kevin Smith porn and how much he just loves himself. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's got all his like friends in it, and it's just like this fun movie that was just made with all these friends. And that's what I what I like um, about a lot of the Calgary scene is that everybody kind of is starting to know each other and they just work together. So yeah. when you go and do these projects like Christmas Brothers, it's kind of seems like it's just three friends getting together and. Yeah, filming. it's definitely a very small knit community yeah. in like the film industry in Calgary and Alberta in general. But 
Um, so also last year you did the Pats concert. The, yes. Uh, is that something you are looking to do more annually? And like, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what that is? Yeah. Like? So this was the first year that we did it. Uh, was Pats concert, and uh, we did it at Koi here in Calgary. Uh, which shout out Koi. Shout out Koi. They were awesome. Um, super nice staff. Um, uh, they're just yeah, they're great. It's a great venue. Um they're like something every single night is going on there and if you're yeah. if you're a performer and you don't think you can find a venue go there like it's great yeah. um so we went there and uh, we had three perform performers that night uh jordan mo uh sonia DeLeo, and uh, robert adam big shout out to all of them too they killed it yeah freaking talented people so talented and uh it was just a nice fun concert we had the silent auction uh, about a dozen silent auction items actually i think we were up to like 20 or something like that it's quite a bit and uh, all the proceeds from that night went to hospice calgary's new children's grief center um so pat's concert we did it when we did it it was october 18th um it was close to the anniversary of when my mom passed away from cancer and she passed away at hospice calgary and so that place has always meant something to me the rosedale hospice in particular and what they do for families is fantastic and now they open up the children's grief center with a real focus on helping children dealing with everything and it's not just for people who's um lost someone to a terminal illness so suicide car accident uh domestic violence whatever it may be uh they've got these resources now for children to go and really help because um you know it's tough i was 10 when i lost my mom and that's a shitty thing to happen and yeah. and uh you don't really know how i had four siblings but we were all various age and we we're all dealing with different ways but one of the big things was like you know going to school and having to explain like oh that my mom's in the hospital again or that she's not with us and it's tough stuff so i wanted to really support the hospice calgary children's grief center because it's such an important thing because sadly kids are losing people all the time whether it be a sibling as well like not just a parent or, or a grandparent um so i really wanted to do something to help them out and honor them and uh yeah we want to i want to keep doing more of them and just keep spreading the word out there's so many important charities out there um and i think this is one that uh you don't think about a lot but yeah yeah, yeah definitely um is there like any other like philanthropists like at philanthropists I don't know how to say it properly. Any other things that you, like, want to, like, bring awareness to and, like, things that you want to work in when it comes to, like, f fundraising for these types of uh, charities? Yeah, there's there's so much out there. Um, you know, I mental health is a huge one for me. Uh, I really want to help people. We're all struggling with some sort of mental health issue. Um, and so we're getting better at talking about it and being more open, but there's still so much to do and there's a lot of work for it. Um, the cost alone of like medication that people can't always afford. Yeah. There's little things like that. Um, and I mean, to go see a therapist, like no one can afford that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's places like Calgary distress center, which offers some great free counseling, um, sessions and give all the resources. Like that's one thing I want to do. Um, a always big into helping the Canadian Cancer Society because, um, you know, like I said, my mom passed away from cancer. Um, and, you know, I want to I wanna make the world a better place. So, like, helping out the world and <laughs> um, animals and the environment and, you know, everything that's going on with uh, everything. climate change. Just make the world a better place. Yes, yeah. exactly. There's, there's so many things um, that we need to do. Yeah, we're definitely, like... 
in an age where we're so aware of all these issues too because of the internet and because of how much more vocal people are becoming over these issues and stuff and people always like kind of say like oh that wasn't an issue 20 years ago but it was but we just didn't talk about it or people were afraid to talk about it or we didn't have the education on it or like you know that like there's so many different reasons yeah. to why like these issues haven't become important until now you know? Ex exactly and that's just it and there's still like um you know there's something pause. Yeah. Well, well, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, my bad. Yeah, no, there's, there's so many important things going on now, um, that, but even, like, uh, there's a member of the city Cal Calgary council that's trying to, uh, ban, uh, gay conversion therapy, which is already banned in Canada, but there's several states that still allow it, um, and, but the problem is, that even though it's banned in Canada, there's ways around it, and there's still families who are sending their children down to these camps in the States. So not only are they sending them to another country, but they're dealing with that. And then there's also um, these countries that uh, homosexuality is against the law, and there's a lot of great organizations um, that are trying to help these people like flee those countries um, and try to protest and ban that from actually being illegal. So there's a lot of things that we aren't you know, we're still not talking about or we still need to work on. Yeah, no, definitely. People people are always say that, like, oh, it's 2020, like, every, no one has an issue with gay people, and it's very far from the Oh, yeah, very no, we can't just go, like, oh, you know. It's definitely come a long way, but yeah. there's still so much, like, further to go. And I feel like because of almost some of the um, activism towards, like, L the rights for LGBTQ community, it is almost making other people go backwards and like fight yeah. against it instead of like embrace it and not, like not even embracing it but just like letting it be yeah know? it's that's and that's the problem is that uh uh as as people are trying to fight for equality um people are fearing that they're losing their rights so whereas before they were like Oh, I don't care. Like, love whoever you love. They're still feeling that way, but they're still like, oh, but wait, like, what does this mean for me? Nothing. It means nothing. We're not changing anything. We're just trying to make sure that everything's fair. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just don't be an asshole. Yeah, no, sure. Crazy. Uh, the input they're doing. It seems to be the kind of theme of life right now is just don't be an asshole. Like, yeah. I've heard that from so <laughs> many people recently. It's not even funny, man. Like, well, it's just true. don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> seriously, I, I, man, I it's hated, not like, hard. <laughs> my brother is kind of an asshole, and growing up, everyone's just like, oh, it's just who he is, whatever. Like, or, like, those girls that are like, oh, I'm a bitch. Like, who cares? It's just like, no, just because that's who you are does not make it okay. Like, yeah. Being an asshole is not... Like something you embrace. Well, very, like it's not a quality. Proud yeah. No, well, exactly. <laughs> and there's so many but people. It's embarrassing how many people are proud of it. They're like, yeah, I'm an asshole. Yeah. I love it. And, they, and, and they're just wow. like, oh, you know, that's how they were raised. And, and uh, you know, there's so many things like, oh, well, they come from like older people and like yeah, the grandparents. They're like, oh, well, that's just how they were raised and that's how they grew up. And it was a different time. So we can allow them to say things. But like, I saw this thing the one day that was like, yeah, but there was also a lot of hatred, and just because they grew up that way, there were still 
um, you know, there were still white men and women who were trying to help out these African Americans who were from during segregation. They're standing up for them. They're doing with that stuff. So don't tell me that it, it like everybody was like, oh well, that's just what it has to be. Like yeah. people saw the injustice of it. So the thing is, too, like, um, there's like, sorry, I don't know what I was going with that. She gone. We went too deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, so like, um, what is your like long term goals for acting? Like, do you like do you want to be the next Brad Pitt, or like do you just want to <laughs> kind of like work in some theater around Calgary and kind of thing, or like what's like what's your? Um, I don't know. I've gone back and forth all the time. Like, I went to Toronto for a year and took some uh, acting classes out there at Second City, did some stuff out there and realized, that, like, Toronto's not for me. Um, if anything, I'd be more of, because everyone always kind of explains it's Toronto as the New York and Vancouver as the L.A., um, which Vancouver and L.A. are not that similar. So I don't know why we always do that. But um, I'm definitely not that type of person, uh, not a Toronto person. I went to Hollywood for, like, a week and really enjoyed it there. Um, but I don't know. Like, I love entertaining people. Uh, I feel like talking to people, whether it be a podcast or evolved into a talk show, whatever it may be, like, uh, would be fantastic and that would be great. But I still want to have this creative thing. I, I like to mix it up. I don't, like, that's why I'm not very, I'm not good with an office job. I'm not good with, like, a normal nine to five job because I like some change. So I like that I can, you know, um, play a soldier in the Vietnam war and then I can play Sheriff Woody in a toy story (laughs) and then play this, uh, you know, this husband who's trying to hide his passed out hooker. Like I like to switch it up. Um, but you know, I want to continue to entertain people and whether that be with acting stand up or the podcast, um, I'm kind of okay with any of that as long as I continue to bring awareness to things and uh, build a platform. And that's one of the biggest things w- for me where I've thought about like being, you know, the next Brad Pitt is the amount of opportunities that I could give to other people um, to help them out and raise awareness for things. Yeah, yeah. So you want to use the platform basically to help people instead of that selfish reason yeah. like some people use it yeah, for, well for exactly. your own gain. And there's right? people, and, and it's tough, like, you know, after the most, after this Golden Globes where everybody had their thoughts on it and everyone loved Ricky Gervais for what he said um, about, like, oh, don't come up here and say this. First of all, like, I'll, he was playing a character. He was doing his shtick. Um, and everybody talked about, like, how, oh, no, they just give their speeches, and now that's what everybody talks about the next few days after, um, and then they go viral. I'm like, that's what Ricky Gervais did, though. That's what we were talking about, was Ricky Gervais. Um, you've got all these people who are did struggle and worked really hard, and they are giving back. Just because they're not always posting about it doesn't mean that they're not doing... And is, then you get mad at them when they do post that they donated a million dollars to Australian fires. Yeah. And then you get mad when they don't. So it's just like... Never win. You Never really can't. You really can't. But yeah, that's one of the things that I want to. Would you ever uh, consider something like hosting your like a uh, um, 
I don't know. I could see you being like a host for like ET Entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would love to like just talk about anything and host stuff. Um, TMZ. I, <laughs> I don't want to be TMZ, <laughs> but I feel like I could just be like the next step from the podcast is like hosting. You know, the hosting position. Yeah, like I I like that I can entertain people with being myself. So I think that's what I do love about the hosting aspect of it. So yeah. I hosted Pat's concert. I've emceed a bunch of weddings and galas. Uh, what else have I done? I've done a <laughs> lot. <laughs> I've lost track. I was trying to figure it out the other day. But um, yeah, I like that I can kind of entertain people just by being myself and improvising. Like I really enjoy improvising. So I've never done anything in particular with improvising. But <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, anything else they're doing? I don't, I don't even know if this is still wrong. What else are they still? Anything else you want to add they're doing? Any other? So what what are your plans for 2020? Do you have anything kind of in the works, in the mix going on right now other than this theater production? Um, 2020, let's see here. Um, I am definitely working on a few charity f events that I have in mind. Um, we'll see what I can actually accomplish. I'm <laughs> very bad for like, I know it's weird to say that this is really bad, but like I kind of dream really big. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then it's <laughs> like, all right, maybe scale it down a bit. Um, but you know, I really want to do a bunch of things. One of the big focuses when it comes to the um, giving back aspect of 2020 that I really want to do is I really want to showcase to people that every little penny counts because I feel like people think if they can't donate $20 to something, then they just shouldn't donate, which is understandable. But like if everybody donates just a dollar, like that's still a dollar going right. to it. And so if I get an event with 100 people and I ask each of them to donate $5, that's $500 right there to that charity. So, and showcasing what people can do, like, um, you know, if you can't afford to donate, maybe there's something you can do, volunteer your time at the event, or, uh, you know, like, Sonia, Robert, and uh, Jordan use their talent to put on the show, yeah. and so there's that's one of the things I want to do, uh, but I really want to do some more creating, I want, I've got a bunch of uh, web series and shorts that I want to release, uh, you know, keep showcasing that there's so much great talent here in Calgary, um, but also showcase the stories that aren't necessarily being told and stories that I want to hear and want to see. Right on. Well, nice. I think uh, I think that's awesome. Um, I hope nothing but the best for you in 2020, man. Yeah, I really good do. Good luck with the uh, best of Calgary that comes, the news comes out in May. Yes. Voting is closed now for it, but you will find out in May if Passing Time with Craig is the best podcast in Calgary. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it would be. It's the only one. Where can people follow you <laughs> yeah. to check out if you win or not? Yeah. Uh, well, you can like us on Facebook, Passing Time with Craig, um, or our Instagram is at PTWCraig. So follow us along there. Um, I'm always showing, showcasing all kinds of updates we're doing, any uh, shorts. Um, you know, I did a 30-class challenge back in September. Uh 
did a bunch of stuff, so there's always fun things going on on my page. The so. life of Craig, eh? The life of Craig. It's <laughs> noise. It's a lot. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks for coming on today, dude. No problem. Yeah, thanks, thank you, you guys for having me. <laughs> Dope. And thank you guys for tuning in to episode three of Deep Discussions with Dylan and Dustin. We will see you next month at the end of the month. Peace.